Hi to all the Triple M listeners out there. It's your girls, Jay Burns and Grace Scotty. Thank you guys for tuning in once again for this month's session of Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided. This month, we have another special guest we would like to introduce to you all. We want to give a warm welcome to narcissist abuse coach and mentor, Joy Larkin. Joy is the founder and CEO of Live Narc Free, an organization that helps individuals learn to reclaim their well-being, self-esteem, love, relationships, and how to break free from narcissist abuse. Since 2016, she has been healed from her personal relationship with a narcissist and continues to work with others to help them do the same. Joy, tell us a little more about yourself and your role as a narcissist abuse coach. Yes, thank you so much for that intro. Um, So yes, my name is Joy. I'm 32 years old. Um, I'm from Delaware. Um, I did move around throughout my life. Um, I lived in uh, California for 11 years and then um, spent some time out of the country in Jamaica, just to get away from the craziness of the States. Mm -hmm. And um, I lived in Illinois just recently. I just uh, moved away from Illinois, which I lived there for two years. And now I'm here in Texas, Um, you know, went to high school, got my associate's degree in college. Um, I did a lot of, you know, business ventures online. Um, And, you know, Unfortunately, I did come in contact with narcissists, one being my aunt with whom I lived with for five years while living in California. And while living with her, I met a guy online with whom he was actually a narcissist as well. And after having those experiences, I felt so devastated, heartbroken and sad, and I needed healing. And I found myself, you know, um, making videos on my YouTube channel Um, telling my story and sharing it and, you know, how I overcame my experience. And that's pretty much why and how I do what I do now, which is a, I'm a narcissist abuse coach. So. Wow. Thank you again. And thank you for accepting our invitation, Joy. Yes, Um, absolutely. (laughs) Personality disorders and overcoming abuse are two topics that we rarely discuss in the black community. Mm-hmm. And one of our primary goals is sharing these episodes is to start having the conversations to move toward change. Right. So as we said last month, the journey to heal the black community starts with just one person, one discussion, one action. So we would like you guys to continue to listen the signs that someone you're dating may be a narcissist. Prevalence of narcissism in the black community and how to overcome narcissist abuse. Before we do that though, we have to do our homework check-in and our question of the month. All right, guys. So last month's topic was improving self-esteem and your homework was to go online and find three positive affirmations that oppose a negative feeling that you have been having about yourself and post those three affirmations at pivotal places throughout your day or set those affirmations as an alert on your phone to appear throughout three pivotal times during your day. 
we want to know if you actually went and did that. How do you feel if you actually did do it? And did you notice any changes in your actions? We want to hear your response. Did you complete the homework? DM us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and let us know how you felt after setting those positive affirmations. So next we're gonna go into our question of the month. And it is, um, as our consistent supporters know, our question of the month serves as our icebreaker each session. So this month, our question is, what is one embarrassing thing you do at home when you are alone? And so Burns, we'll let you go first and then Joy, and then I'll, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I'm really trying to think <laughs> what embarrassing thing I do when I am home alone. I would say the only thing that I do, I wouldn't consider embarrassing to myself, but when I first walk in the house and people who have been in my house know that uh, where most people have their coat rack is where I have my wig rack. Mm-hmm. So I walk in the door <laughs> and I hang up my wig <laughs> when I come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my one embarrassing thing. <laughs> what about mm-hmm. you, Joy? Um, that's pretty funny. An embarrassing thing that I do. I don't know. Well, I guess maybe there's two, but I know that I trip over my foot sometimes. Like, when I'm oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm like not picking up my feet sometimes when I'm walking, and then I find myself like tripping over myself. Oh, so I think that's something that's kind of embarrassing that I do from time to time. <laughs> um, what's one thing I do? Okay, I okay. So whenever I get home from work. Listen, this bra is coming off. It's, it's <laughs> and I'm taking probably just about everything else off too. So I, you can find me sitting on the couch, just booty butt ball naked. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there, and no shame. Yeah, it's gotta be comfortable and relaxed. Do you hear me? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right ladies thank you for sharing those embarrassing things we just want our listeners to know that they should feel comfortable with themselves with us all of that so um this month's topic is recovering from a narcissist relationship so our research article of the month um as previously mentioned personality disorders is a topic that it's rarely discussed in the black community but we know that it is important we do because it is something that is very prevalent in um african-american young adults in 2018 american sociologist mike a mills published a study on the racial implications of narcissistic personality disorder what he found was surprising to many. Most people expected for um, the narcissist to primarily be white males, but the prevalence of lifetime narcissistic personality disorder in African-American men ages 20 through 29 was at 19.5%. This is in comparison to Native American men ages 20 through 21, 
who was the second highest, and they were at 15.6%. And then Asian American men, um, 65 years of age and older, they were at the lowest end, which is 1.3%. So what do you ladies think about that study? Anything surprising or was it something that you expected? Um, it definitely surprised me when I when I saw the amount of prevalence in African American men. So I've ran into a couple narcissists, but for it to be at that level, I, I did not know that. So that was shocking to me. Yeah, it's it's quite shocking to me too. And I I think for me, I definitely I understand why. I know especially with the black community, we've suffered, you know, many traumas and currently still to a certain degree. So to me, that number is expected and it's understandable, but you know, we definitely should, you know, do some, you know, we have to heal each mm-hmm. other and ourselves so that way those numbers can be, you know, a lot less you know so but yeah it is it's it's shocking and it's sad very so joy we'll go ahead and get into a deeper discussion and we'll ask a couple questions and you can give us some answers and feel free to ask us any if you have any as well Mm -hmm. so our first question is um what exactly is a narcissist Yes. Um, so basically, a narcissist is a person, they're overly concerned uh, with their appearance and reputation. Um, everything is about them, no matter what. The topic of discussion, they some way, somehow turn it up and make it about them. Um, they're very manipulative people, very cunning, deceptive. Um, they put you down frequently. Um, they lack empathy. They lack the ability to love Um, They have a strong need for admiration and they have um, high levels of aggression and they focus on their needs only and then they ignore the needs of other people. Mm. Mm. That sounds very familiar. (laughs) 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 Lord have mercy, don't give me time. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it's, yeah. All I could do was mm, mm, mm. Okay, so now that we got that out there, Joy, why don't you tell us what is the difference between a narcissist and a sociopath? So a a narcissist is a person, they are more so um, focused on themselves. They put you down. They don't have the capability of loving, no empathy. And a sociopath, um, they are within the cluster B section, you know, but with them, I do feel like they have the capacity to love, but because you know they've been abused and they're afraid of um, abandonment, then you know that would be the difference between the two. But the narcissist, there's no, um, they can't be fixed. But sociopaths could potentially be fixed if they, you know, put in the work and they get therapy and counseling and all that stuff. But narcissists, it's you can't save them. Yes, um, I've heard a lot about, well, I've read a lot about sociopaths um, in my programs, and um, I've learned that they tend to model empathy or model love. So they're mm-hmm. basically presenting how you present, too. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild times. Yeah, 
me of that book, Raven. I'm trying to think that book that we um originally oh, started yeah. in the club. Mm-hmm. I remember. I don't remember the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about because she found out that he was a sociopath. Right. Mm-hmm. In the book, yeah. Yeah. Got to be able to recognize it when you're getting played out here. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you know, just, both are toxic. You know, you wouldn't want to be with either one. You would right. want to, you know, move on. But yeah, definitely. So, Joy, do you think our society celebrates or values some of the traits that narcissists um, put off? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, because people in general they want to be looked up to and admired and. You know, a lot of people have, not everybody, but they have a sense of like, oh, power, success and fame, but to the point where you're harming other people and you're destroying lives and, you know, you're mistreating people, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. But I I do think that some people can look up to a narcissist because a lot of narcissists come off as confident, you know, and a lot of people like confident people, you know, and I think some people can follow a narcissist not even knowing that 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 person is one or if they're a victim you know maybe they just it could be like a a a child and like the mother is a narcissist so the child no matter how he gets treated always wants to go and Mm -hmm. be around the parent because that's all they know you know what i mean but yeah in general i would say yeah a lot of people can look up to people that are narcissists because of those traits that they have right very manipulative right Okay, so now that we have that information, so how do we spot a narcissist? How can we tell that we're involved with or that we are um, around and involved with with a narcissist? Yes, absolutely. So basically narcissists, um, if you're spotting one, this person has a high self-importance of themselves. They need um, constant praise, admiration. Um, They have a sense of entitlement. Um, you know, they exploit others without any guilt or shame. Um, and again, they're constantly demeaning, degrading you. Um, they intimidate people and they belittle and um, bully people. So that's that's how you can kind of spot a narcissist. And it, it, you may not see it right offhand because a lot of times they'll, they'll come off as manipulative and they'll love bomb you in the beginning and put you on the pedestal. But once you're around them, the longer you're around them, then they'll, they're kind of reveal themselves to you and then but by that time you know you're already stuck or you may be in love with them or whatever and so it's hard to recognize that this person is a narcissist yes and i love that you mentioned love bombing can you share a little bit about what you what do you think love bombing is yeah love bombing is basically and i mean and all of us not necessarily we all do this but like some people do it because you know they want that person to like them and they want that person to trust them so it's like you'll do things to get that person's trust or you do things to get that person to like you put their put their guard down but what narcissists is they're doing that so that way you can think that they're normal that you can think that they love you and so that you can trust them and then once they got your full trust or once you're in love with them then that's when they start to abuse you so they'll they'll do anything for you they'll buy you anything they'll treat you out to nice dinners gifts presents take you on vacations all kinds of stuff and just being give you so much attention you know you're not used to that you know a lot of us we didn't get that from our parents and so when the narcissist comes around because they can smell 
you know, blood, they can smell that a person is vulnerable or they got abused. And so they'll take full advantage of that with the love bombing. And so that's how they can kind of get people stuck in their traps. So, Mm. yeah. Would you say that you've noticed a difference? You said you uh, were involved in a romantic relationship and then um, a relationship with your aunt. Would you say you noticed the difference between your aunt and your romantic relationship? Yep. I mean, they were, they were similar, but their manipulation tactics were different, but it was, you know, the same. They were just trying to have power and control over me and they was trying to ruin my life. Um, didn't want to see me happy, neither one. Um, you know, equally hurtful on both spectrums. Um, but yeah, they, they handled their manipulation and deception um differently but it had the same result either way you know so yeah Mm. did you notice any anger from either of them in those relationships uh yeah a lot of times it really didn't come from me most of the time it was just because they were angry with themselves or frustrated where they were in their lives both my aunt and um, the male narc that I dealt with. Um, and you know, a lot of times us victims and survivors were a punching bag, we're an emotional punching bag for them. And so they take out their anger and frustrations and misery, you know, out on us, their victims, their, their family and friends or romantic partners, you know, that that's who they take their anger out on. And then in turn can cause us, the victim to be, angry too because we think like well why did we stay for that amount of time why did we allow ourselves to be mistreated you know for that so yeah yeah okay so how are we supposed to protect ourselves when we are dealing with a narcissist or if we find ourselves involved we've gotten love bombed and then we find out later oh this person is a narcissist what am i supposed Mm -hmm. to protect myself Yes, yeah, a good question. Um, I would say uh, make a plan to move, um, escape and leave, whether it's the parent or romantic partner. Um, do it in a safe manner. Like, you know, don't tell the narcissist what you're doing um, because they're going to try to ruin it and destroy it and stop you um, from leaving. They're going to try to guilt trip you and, you know, play the victim themselves. Um you know, definitely seek support once you may have some gut feeling that you may be dealing with a disordered person. Um, Don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, talk to a therapist, a counselor or a coach like myself or someone that has been through a similar experience because they're going to help validate that experience, you know. And then, um, you know, try not to be so hard on yourself and try not to blame yourself because, you know, um, you didn't deserve this and you didn't know that this was happening. You know, and then also um, try to write down before you leave, like write down the reason why you're leaving. So this way, this can motivate you to, you know, stick with that decision. So that way you're not going back and forth. Right. And then, um, you know, don't expect sympathy or empathy from the abuser, from the narcissist, because we're not going to get it. But you got to plan in advance, you know, like. You know, if you have to work two jobs, that's what I had to do in order to get away from my aunt. I did that, you know, and just keep your distance as much as you can. But try not to make it obvious that, you know, you're leaving. But in the end, you are. But you can't tell the abuser because they're going to try to stop you from leaving. Right. 
It sounds like a lot of gaslighting takes place. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned that narcissists, they never change. Mm -hmm. So if if I'm a person listening to this episode and maybe I realize, I don't know, I don't even know if it's possible and you can tell me after I say this, Mm -hmm. but what if I'm a person listening to the podcast and I realize maybe I got some narcissistic tendencies or maybe I am a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that this person can work on that or do you think they have any chance at changing it? Uh, that's a good question. A lot of times, if you are realizing like maybe you do have some narcissistic traits, then there is a chance for you because you're admitting it. A lot of narcissists that are fully blown narcs, they don't ever admit anything is wrong. So there's no right. changing mm-hmm. them, you know? But if you can say, hey, I don't want to be like this, I want to get better, then absolutely. You, again, reaching out for support, um, working on yourself, getting counseling, getting therapy um and all that kind of stuff talking things through you know journaling and praying doing yoga meditation and just getting as much support as possible to work through whatever is causing you to have those type of uh traits and you know it can stop like you you can actually stop doing it but you just have to practice you know so it's it's definitely doable but if if you admit to it because again most narcs that are really a narcissist will never admit that so right and that is the issue right so after we found ourselves in a relationship or dealing with someone that is a narcissist we become involved Mm -hmm. Uh, we recognize that we're going through these abusive behaviors we're dealing with the narcissism and we want out how do we recover from a narcissistic relationship Yes, that's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, educating yourself on narcissistic abuse, of course, you know, watching videos or reading books or online blogs. Um, Some books that I've read that were super helpful, um, just several, I'll mention The Seat of the Soul, um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes is great, A New Earth, um, The Alchemist, The Four Agreements, Um, those books really did help me and I highly recommend it. Um, again, the counseling, the therapy, the coach, you know, talking to someone to help you to understand, um, why you allowed yourself to be in this relationship and, you know, to kind of dig deep and find out how you can stop attracting those type of people and how in the future you can attract better for yourself. And then, you know, feel your feelings, you know, in order, the quote is in order to heal, you have to feel. So, you know, if you're feeling sad, you need to feel sad. If you feel like crying, you need to cry. If you're feeling angry, you need to feel angry, but, you know, do it in a healthy way. (laughs) You know, as long as you're not harming anybody, you know, Um, but again, doing the yoga meditation is really good because it can kind of help calm those thoughts because, what happens is, is our mind is racing, especially after we've been um, an abused victim like that. And it's constantly has all these questions that need to be answered. And unfortunately, the narcissist does not give us closure and they do that on purpose. And so you don't really have peace of mind. And so you're, it's like, it's, um, questions left unanswered basically. So you're torturing yourself, you know? And so a lot of us, we go through that Um, And then work through the uh, PTSD and CPTSD, 
which is a post-traumatic stress disorder, and also the CPTSD, which is the complex uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's like when you have those same traumas, like reoccurring over and over and over again. So yeah. you have to work through that. You have to work through the trauma bonding and you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive the narcissist. Um, you know, not saying that you have to go back to them, but you have to do that for yourself. You know what I mean? And right. you have to give yourself time to heal. Like try not to be too hard on yourself. Um, it, it may take years. It, it took me two years to heal, you know, and other people, it can take longer amount of time. So you, you just have to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, a few other things is don't date right away, you know, because you don't want to be passing on any trauma to an innocent person that they just really want to love you, but you're not capable of it because you're still hurting over the past, you know? And right. then the other thing is just journaling and just write a letter to the narcissist you know you don't have to give it to them but write down how they made you feel burn it and then you know that can be some steps you know to recovering um from a relationship with a narcissist it's great advice yeah. mm -hmm. thank you so let's move into our next se section which is the current event of the month and i know if you guys will be on social media you will remember from sunday november the 14th and carrying into the next couple of days, our American rapper Jonathan Kirk, or the baby, as he's professionally known, live streamed on Instagram multiple arguments with the mother of his three-month-old daughter, um, singer Danny Lee. So he declared that he recorded the incident because Danny Lee has a history of physical violence. And during the argument, where the baby denied that they were ever in a relationship and claimed Danny Lee had their child as a marketing scheme, he requested that Danny Lee leave his property and called the police after she refused. Mm -hmm. So there have been many posts floating around social media labeling him as a narcissist. Mm -hmm. At Curly Fries, which is K-E-R-L-Y-F-R-I-E-S-S-S -S -S, on Twitter says, the baby going live and taunting Danny Lee, claiming it's for his protection is BS. That man is intentionally beating her down mentally and purposely embarrassing her. Narcissist at its finest, disrespecting her in front of millions. What do you guys think about this? Um, you know, I don't know the baby, but what he did right there is you know he could have not made it live to where like the world could have seen it mm -hmm. um i personally don't like diagnosing people that i don't know personally but that experience is kind of uh, definitely might have some traits of a narcissist you know mm -hmm. um but he should have maybe handled it a lot mature way and not put it you know for the world to see so i think he could have been better with that but yeah, I, I don't really know him per se, but I mean, narcissists can do things to humiliate people like that and, you know, get them upset and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he, he shouldn't have went that far. That's what I would say. Man's was messed up. Burns, what do you think? Yeah. I would say I had not thought of him as a narcissist before, but I can see what some people are thinking like some of his traits that he's displayed especially some of the gaslighting that he did because the videos that he did were kind of long and mm -hmm. I didn't sit there and watch um through all of it because I didn't like the interaction at all 
I don't know and wouldn't say specifically um, that he's a narcissist because like Joy said, I don't know any details about his history and personal life. So I'm not able to diagnose that part, but um, he did a lot of gaslighting and um, his conversations with her and him just denying um, the relationship and some of the other things that he discussed uh, made her seem like basically like she was the crazy one and over attached to him um, was a lot of his discussion in that but I hadn't thought of even labeling him that before I saw it on social media but I can see why some people um, may have labeled him as a narcissist but I wouldn't go out there and diagnose him yeah I don't know that I could label him as a narcissist either. However, just the way he moves through social media and the way he talks to women and really men too. um, He's always in the media for fighting someone or being disrespectful. Um, And then the way he talked to Danny Lee in the video, like you said, Burns and Joy, just gaslighting her, um, just disrespectful. There was no need to go on live for that. He could have easily reported the interaction on his phone for personal use if he was afraid that she was going to get physical and he needed to show that to the police. So there there was really no need for the way he treated her, someone that was the mother, that is the mother of his child and someone that we all know that man was in a relationship with her. Like you can't, you can't just say that that was still a certified side chick because, Lord (laughs) Yeah, but nah. Um, I just the way that he moves is very suspect in the way that he presents himself. So he does have some traits, but I can't fully label him as a as a narcissist myself. Well, let's go into our takeaways and our homework. So, um, let's see, Joy, what do you feel is your biggest takeaway from having our discussion today on our podcast? Our biggest takeaway is really, you know, um, being able to recognize a narcissist, um, knowing what it means to recover from a narcissist relationship, you know, understanding the concept of narcissism, spotting a narcissist and why that's important because, you know, dating and relationships is something that, you know, we do, you know, we like to be connected to people. We want to be loved and accepted and all that stuff, but you just have to make sure that it's with the right person. Right. And if you're recognizing this person is toxic, unhealthy and negative, and you know, a narcissist, then you have to do what you need to do to protect yourself and keep yourself safe, you know, and clear of that person and it may hurt but in the end you're going to be saving yourself a lot of heartbreak a lot of pain and agony so that's my takeaway from it yeah i just want our listeners to know that um if you've been in a relationship with a narcissist that it is definitely possible that um you can recover and as joy has pointed out it requires a lot of work on your part but um We want each one of you out there to live happy and healthy lives. And that requires work from each of us um, and some input and some um, hard work. But we are willing to help you alone and motivate you. And we want you to do good. Yes. 
my biggest takeaway is that we covered how to identify a narcissist, like some of the some of the core features and traits that they present with, um, because a lot of people don't even know how in depth they could be involved with someone that's um, a narcissist. And so being able to point out those traits, what I tell my patients at my job is you have to be able to recognize things. After you recognize what's going on, then you can move how you want to move. But it's important first that you be able to recognize what it is that you're actually dealing with. Right. Absolutely. So let's get into our homework. So we are doing something a little different with our homework this month. We usually give you guys homework as a review of the month session, but this month we want to prepare you for next month's session. So next month's session will be a wrap up for 2021. Ray Scotty and I are going to discuss lessons that we learned over this year. So we know you all have learned a lot of lessons that you can share with others. So DM us or comment on one of our social media pages at Melanated and Misguided so we can share one of your lessons that you learned with our listeners. As the African proverb goes, each one, teach one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So now it's the section of our recommended local black life coach. And of course, our recommendation for the month is our special guest, Joy Larkin. Joy, tell us the best way that our listeners can contact you for our or your services. Absolutely. Um, I have a Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram. Um, all of them are LiveNark free. Um, my website is livenarkfree.com. Um, you can reach me or email um, livenarkfree9 at gmail.com. Okay. So you got her tags on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Reach out to her if you have any questions. And if she can help you at all, I know that she will, especially with this great information that we just got today for our podcast. Um So it's time to send our listeners out to the world more informed and prepared to help themselves and the others around you. We know you guys would love to hear us more than once a month, but we make up up for it by getting in as much information as we can in this hour. Thank you for spending your time with us. We know you've already subscribed, but tell a friend, tell a friend, tell another friend to go ahead and subscribe to at Melanated and Misguided. Yes. Thank you again, Joy Larkin, for sharing your story with our listeners. Any last words? Yes, it was definitely a pleasure. And I hope that, you know, I can help someone. And again, please don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to support any of you all. Any of you guys listening uh, would be a pleasure. And, um, you know, you're not alone and don't give up. Keep going. And God loves you. So. Yes. Thank you. So don't forget to follow Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we post weekly positive quotes and stats on mental health, along with reminders about each episode. So until next time, take care.